I'm Dakota and welcome back to College and Planet. Today's episode we have a little bit of a special episode. As you can tell, Amanda is not in the intro, so this is going to be a solo episode today. Um, And today I am joined by my roommate, Chelsea. Hey guys, it's Chelsea. And today we're going to be talking about sorority life because we're both in a sorority. Um, We got some questions from somebody on our Instagram, so we're going to answer those as well as just like college life um, and everything that's been happening. But before we do that, to keep a tradition on the podcast episodes, we are going to be talking about our highlights and lowlights of the week. So, my highlight of the week was getting a 100% on my chem quiz. <laughs> it's so exciting because I haven't, I've yet to get an A on a quiz yet because I'm kind of low-key struggling. Um, and also playing Just Dance with the floor. We all get into the common room and we play Just Dance. It's pretty fun. What was your highlight? My highlight was definitely watching High School Musical 2 with you because that is one of my most favorite movies ever. Love Disney movies. And what's your little light? My low light for this week was cutting my thumb on Monday. I actually sliced it open in two places with a scissor when I was trying to take off a tag off of a skirt. <laughs> it's okay. It's so funny. My low light is I've been going to bed at like 4 a.m. Well, we all have because we've just been hanging out and waking up at like 11 to 11.30, um, sometimes 12. Like today I didn't get out of bed till 12 and it's kind of a bad habit. So I'm trying to get out of that habit now. So, Chelsea, do you want to tell the listeners what your major is and what sorority you're in? Sure. So, my major is health sciences with a preclinical track, and the sorority I am in is called Gamma Phi Beta. And my name is Dakota, obviously, and I'm majoring in environmental studies, and my sorority is Kappa Alpha Theta. Technically, my sorority is a fraternity, so I'll call it a sorority for this episode, but technically it's a fraternity. So, um, what is RUSH? So, here at UCF, we call RUSH recruitment. So, it is basically one week. uh, There's also events leading up to the week where we go through to find the sorority that is most perfect for us. Yeah. And so, there's some preliminary stuff. Um, We basically had to create, um, finish this module that took forever. Um, It was talking about different stuff, like defining terms that go through recruitment um, so you kind of understand the whole process. And then our process was five days, technically six. So the first two days, they called it UCF day one and two. So on these two days, um, our we had to watch videos because our recruitment was virtual. So we had to watch videos of each of the chapters describing the chapter and what they love most about it, stuff like that. There was 12 of them because we have 12 sororities slash fraternities, well, girl fraternities here at UCF. So we had to watch each one and talk to our row gammas about um, basically which ones we wanted to boot out and which ones we wanted to keep and rank them in order. Um, do you want to explain what a row gamma is? Sure. Uh, just first, I'd like to say something I did about the first day. Okay. And the second day with recruitment. So I actually created a list for the first and second days during recruitment where we watched the videos in order to keep track of which sororities I felt the most connected with or which ones I felt like I had a hard time picturing myself in. So I just think that was really helpful for me. But basically to explain what a row gamma is, it is a girl 
who is in any of the 12 uh, sororities or girl fraternities at UCF, doesn't matter which one, uh, it actually is a girl that helps you, let me say that, it's a girl that helps you through recruitment during the week. She helps you gather your thoughts and rankings about the sororities you're viewing and kind of writes down a couple notes about your thoughts. Yeah, she basically just kind of helps you um, pick. She doesn't help you pick, but she talks you through which sororities you want to rank to move on to the next day. So, um other people can call it different things, but we call it Rogamas here at UCF, and they don't reveal which sorority or girl fraternity they are in until bid day. So mm-hmm. you won't know which ones they're in um, the whole time, and they even like make their accounts private, um, their sororities and stuff, like unfollow them, because we really try to dig, dig in and do some hunting to try to see what sororities or girl fraternities mm-hmm. are um, rogue emma's were apart but both of us couldn't find anything because they really do it that hard yeah um my rogue emma's name was ryan she was very sweet my rogue emma's name was abby she uh actually kept her identity very well hidden throughout the week of recruitment and i didn't talk to her about anything besides recruitment and the details i was going through yeah uh, mine too um and Throughout the days, so UCF day one and two is round one, basically, I guess you can say. So you'd have, you would have to drop a few sororities. So you start out with 12 and you continue with nine. And then the next day you continue with six. The next day you continue with two and then it's bid day. So you find out which sorority or fraternity you are in. Mm-hmm. So the next day was philanthropy day. Philanthropy day, yes. That's the third day of recruitment. Um, that day, I would say, is by far the busiest out of all of the days of recruitment, just because you're going through so many different Zoom calls, at least for the year we were joining a sorority because of coronavirus. Yeah. But uh, you go through a lot of Zoom calls with uh, all of the sororities that had added you back from the first two rounds, and it was actually very stressful for me because I actually moved into UCF on my philanthropy day. So, unfortunately, I had to miss a couple Zoom calls because there was just a lot of miscommunication with uh, when I would be able to attend them. So, I was able to make up some, some, I was able to make up some Zoom calls at nighttime, which was very beneficial for me because I was still able to talk to some of the girls and make connections. But it was definitely not the traditional recruitment or philanthropy day, specifically. Yeah, and on this day, I got five sororities back. Um, I'm not exactly which sure. I'm not exactly sure which ones they were, but um, in this episode, we're not really going to talk about the different sororities we went through because um, through the recruitment process, everyone says trust the process, and I believe we both believe that really well because we don't want to influence you to pick a certain sorority, and I would recommend not doing any research beforehand. Just going straight into it with a blind eye and just finding the place that fits you the most. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. It's definitely based on your personal experiences and how you feel in the moment as you're meeting the girls through each sorority. Because personally for me, I just clicked with Gamma Phi Beta Girls and that could be the same or completely different for you if you're going through recruitment. 
Yeah, and I will say Gamma Phi was my second choice. Mm-hmm. So we almost joined the same sorority because throughout recruitment, we decided we were not going to talk to each other at all about any of the sororities we were thinking about joining because um, we didn't want to be influenced by each other's decisions. We wanted to find the place that best fit us. Um, so whether that be different sororities or the same sororities, whatever, but we just didn't want to talk to each other about it until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sisterhood Day is day four, which is Thursday, and this day you can have up to six sororities. Um, I had three. How many did you have, Chelsea? I had four. Yeah, so on this day, um, basically the chapters go through kind of like what their sisterhood means to them their core values and some like events that they've done in the past with sisterhood um and this or philanthropy day was the first day that you actually were on zoom talking to chapters so they would put you in breakout rooms and whether you were by yourself or with another potential new member um you were talking with some other girls who were in the sorority um or in the chapter and Basically, that's all that Sisterhood Day was, and I really enjoyed this day, and I had a really tough choice between two um, chapters that I didn't know whether or not, like, I they were equal in my mind, and I had to get rid of one because the next day was preference round, and you can only have two on that day. So I had a really tough choice. I talked to my real grandma, talked to my mom, and I believe I made the best decision. Um, but um, also, philanthropy day is when they give you finance information, so like how much everything costs. They talk about what service they um provide to so my philanthropy is CASA and it's court appointed special advocates um and it's basically um helping kids who are like abused and in the foster care system um so yeah that's my philanthropy personally for me I think sisterhood day was actually my least favorite day despite having all of the like problems with moving in on philanthropy day I just think sisterhood day for me wasn't super special and it wasn't really hard for me to make a decision, like, narrowing down which chapters I like the most. But uh, my philanthropy for Gamma Phi Beta is Girls on the Run. Yeah, same thing for me. I didn't really feel, like, I felt strong about the chapters, but I also, like, was just, I didn't feel like I could go to a specific one. So the next day was preference round, and... That day, uh, the morning, Chelsea and I talked, and we both said, if we don't feel like a really big connection, or if we don't feel right about the two chapters we're going to today, we're going to drop the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, because on preference day, that was the Friday, I just kind of felt defeated after the whole week. It was a really long week. I wasn't sure exactly which sorority was right for me. I didn't feel super strongly about one over the other. And after having Sisterhood Day, which was my least favorite, like I said, I just wasn't really committed to recruitment week anymore. So it was definitely a low point in the week for me. Yeah, I would agree. So preference round is where you can have up to two chapters. Did you have two or one? Um, I honestly can't remember. Yeah, but this was this is basically where they really show you, um, well, each round each day they te- they show you what their chapter means to them but this was where they really taught 
like pulled out your heartstrings with like emotional things, um, like love books, my sorority calls them, where they talk, they write letters to another sorority member about how they've impacted their lives, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So this day was like supposed to be like the most special day. And they, these event times were longer. So they were each an hour long and you talked to the girls longer than the other days. So on this day, the day before, I had gamified talk on my top. I was like, I love them so much, you know. And then the this day really um, had cap alpha theta. Like I just knew that that was my sorority, you know, or fraternity, whatever. But um, I felt a really good emotional connection with the girls I talked to. And one of the girls was just super nice. She was like saying, I'm remarkable and I'm a gem and all these like adjectives that I would never think to call somebody like mm-hmm. they were just so collegiately thought out mm-hmm. yeah so for me I think I was able to actually connect with some of the girls on a more personal level because I talked about my interests and I actually found some of the same interests with one of the girls I talked to from Gamma Phi Beta and that really showed me that I would be able to fit into the sorority if I had you know been picked it was like a mutual feeling So overall, I think preference round for me just solidified that I really don't want to drop the process because I was able to make some of those personal connections to me, like my direct hobbies and interests and values really showed with the girls that I was able to talk to, even though it was only like a couple girls, it wasn't like a ton of members. I think it was a really beneficial experience. Yeah, I would say the same thing because, well, by the way, well said, but I would say the same thing because... I was able to talk about like being having a single mother and um, how not having a dad has like really impacted my sister and I. Um, and I had like barely met these people and I was able to talk to them about my struggles and stuff like that because there was a girl in the video who talked about how her dad was like an alcoholic and was like never around. And I was able to relate to that and it made me cry because I was like, that's me you know like my dad I don't know if he's an alcoholic but like he's not around yeah so it's really meaningful I could really resonate with that and I I cried preference around talking to the girls I was I was talking to because they were just so nice and so understanding and Mm -hmm. Uh, for me ultimately I ended up talking to my big on preference round so, I mean, obviously at the time I didn't know she was going to be my big because I didn't even know which sorority I was going to be a part of. But uh, her and I just had the most fun on the Zoom calls. Like most Zoom calls, I felt nervous. I wasn't sure what to talk about. I thought there was awkward silence sometimes. But uh, with my big, her name is Sarah. Her and I just got off on the right foot right away. And we really had a fun time just talking about like not even super deep things, just like fun things that were going on during the recruitment process for each of us. Yeah. So that's basically a whole rundown of how the whole recruitment process works. We know that was a lot of information, but now we're going to go on and answer the next question. So the next question was, how do you pick a sorority? And like we said before, everybody says trust the process. And I was getting very annoyed with this statement because I was like, what do you mean trust the process? I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I just took it with a grain of salt and I was like, I just need to chill, trust the process. I don't go on like Greek rank or don't go on these websites that rank these sororities because 
you're gonna put be put into a mindset of a bad thing about a certain sorority and that may not be the case for you so i went in not knowing like i read through the virtual recruitment guide which stated all the chapters and their philanthropy stuff like that and their values um i didn't memorize them i was like i'll just go through the process um watched each video wrote down notes stuff like that and i just went through the blind eye just trying to make meaningful connections with girls that i thought would be my forever best friends so I, that's how I went through the process. Um, and how I picked a sorority, I picked um, Kappa Alpha Theta because I talked with these girls who were able to, I was able to release deep information about myself about. So like I was able to connect with them and they made me feel special and I cried. So I thought that was a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good sign. I ultimately picked Gamma Phi Beta because I just felt the most comfortable. I think all of the conversations I had just came naturally to me and I definitely felt like I was going to be accepted if, you know, they picked me back after the whole recruitment process. We also have another question that said, do sororities make you do crazy stuff? No. The short answer is no, they do not. Because that is hazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I think you're referring to. Um, UCF has a, has a big no-no policy on hazing. Like, we've had to complete so many courses on hazing. Before recruitment, we had to complete at least two. And then um, for UCF specifically, everyone uh, everyone who was a student here had to cre- complete one. And then once we, were, once we were in the sorority, we had to complete a few more um hazing modules Mm -hmm. yes i've had countless conversations about hazing and ucf's policy and they are definitely very strict on a no hazing policy which makes me feel definitely better joining into the greek life in such a large university because i definitely think that everyone's had to be super educated on the act of hazing and what it is so uh sororities are not crazy yeah and we can't say that about other schools but at least here at ucf hazing is not allowed at all Mm -hmm. and if there are hazing we know ways to report them because we were taught ways to report them um my sorority doesn't do anything um hazing wise because obviously it's a big thing here Mm -hmm. there are a lot of consequences you can face and just based on personal experience i haven't even heard of any hazing stories from my sorority this semester or last semester or even ucf at all yeah maybe in the past but not in the recent years Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Basically, no, sororities don't make you do crazy stuff. The most you'll have to do is, um, like, chapter meetings are required. Mm-hmm. So, chapter meetings are weekly meetings that just go over, basically, the business side of being in a sorority. So, like, different updates, different events that are coming up. Um, those are required. There are certain events that are required for, like, raising money for your sorority. Also, initiation is something you have to go through as yes. a new member. Because once you're a new member in your sorority, um, I mean, it differs for every chapter at UCF, but personally, I would say about a month or two in the sorority, you go through the initiation process, which is where, um, how would you describe initiation? Initiation is basically um, what brings you into being an active member of the house. So you go through a period, at least mine was six weeks, I know yours were shorter, um, we go through a period of six weeks of new member training. So we basically learn everything about the history of the chapter, um, stuff like that. And we play little fun games with each other just to try to get to know each other. And then 
we once initiation happens after that we are full members of the sorority Mm -hmm. that's well said yep that's definitely very true yeah and initiation isn't something scary they basically just like read things off and we we're just like i do i abide whatever and then we're sisters it's not like you have to drink this potion or you're going to no, no, not allow to be in. Yeah. Everyone. It's definitely nothing crazy. It's a really good process, I think, just because it brings you closer with all of your sisters. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed it. Mine was super quick and they played a lot of songs, stuff like that. So um, I really enjoyed it. But another question we get a lot about sororities, which I also had this question before I went through recruitment, is how much are sororities? It depends on the chapter. Mm -hmm. I know ours are different, and once you go through recruitment um, at each of your schools, on certain days they should break down their finances. Mm -hmm. So I can cover mine with financial aid, so I know a lot of people can. Mm -hmm. Dakota and I definitely do not spend a lot of time talking about the financial aspects of our own sororities just because the information is really closed until I would say you're an actual member after initiation. Yeah. Just because that's when dues start to be, uh, like given. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Uh, but definitely a lot of different factors affect how much your each your individual sorority is, such as housing. If your sorority has a meal plan they offer or require, also things like Dakota mentioned, such as philanthropy and how they raise money and benefits like that. Yeah, so my sorority has a house, um, so if you live in the house, obviously you have to pay to live in the house, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, my sorority does not currently have a house here at UCF, but I think they are definitely putting some things into the works to see if they can get a property they can buy to put a house on, or, you know, we just find other ways to get together and hold events that aren't in the house. So I think that's also something people might think about, you know, if their sorority does or doesn't have a house, is that a deal breaker? And personally, it wasn't a deal breaker for me because I think that just makes your sisters have to work hard to see each other, which I think can be a good thing because it establishes more connections. Yeah, it wasn't a deal breaker for me either, but it was something in the back of my mind at the same time. But yeah, basically finances depends on the chapter. Um, I can cover my own financial aid. That's basically all the information I can really There's give There's definitely you. a lot of ways that uh, your sorority can help you if you're struggling yeah. to pay. There's definitely resources, payment plans, stuff like that. You can reach out. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some events we have done already. So I'll start off. Um, we have had new member meetings where we learned about the history, and we had... Um, we had a big little reveal, which was virtual for me because my big was in Kentucky. So, um, I'm really excited. I got the big that I wanted. Her name's Sally. And we also just had the Theta 5K over this past weekend. And that basically, I just penny boarded a 5K, um, to raise money for CASA, our philanthropy. So that was required because we are supposed to raise money for our philanthropy, but I just... Penny boarded while my um, neighbor who lives down the hall from us, she's also in Theta, while she ran, and it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, each sorority has a big little reveal, but personally mine was before Dakota's, so I was able to go through the week and try and guess who my big was, and I, I didn't have any idea, obviously, but it was super fun because, you know, you get little gifts each day, and it leads up to the actual reveal where you go and do stuff with your family. Uh, they call each family a different number in my sorority so I'm in family 32 
I'm in FAM 11. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, I also had events such as sisterhood retreats, which would normally be in person somewhere, but due to the coronavirus, it was over Zoom, but it was still fun. We got to do a bunch of games and bonding activities. It was at night, uh, so it was kind of like one big sleepover with my entire sorority, and we even got fun matching shirts to wear. Yeah, and that just proves that it's still fun if it's over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And my big little reveal theme was That's So Raven. So it, it was our shirt said That's So Theta, which I thought was just super cute. So I thought I'd let you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's basically all the information we have about sororities because um, we just wanted to talk about the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend the recruitment process. I definitely would too. And even though we haven't gone through I guess what you could say is formal recruitment because it was virtual. I still think it was very rewarding. And uh, I would definitely recommend it, even if it's virtual, not virtual. It doesn't really matter. I think you can still make connections with your sisters anyway. Yeah, and I'd recommend it because I've met some amazing people. And I met we met Meredith because I saw she was wearing a theta mask, and mm-hmm. she's one of our best friends now. So it's just been really fun being in a sorority it definitely is time consuming there are a lot of events that are required Mm -hmm. um some that aren't but stuff like that but i would recommend it and i like being a sorority me too and i think a sorority can even go beyond the like emotional connections you make with your sisters and it can lead into academics because there are sisters there that can help you with classes and it can even lead to like internships in the future and just a lot of connections uh, even if you're in like your junior or senior year of college and you're looking for like more jobs in the real world, things like that. Yeah, it's good for networking because yes. there's a lot of alumni who may be in the field that you want to go in for your career and they may be able to set you up mm-hmm. um, with a job or an internship, stuff like that. So I'm excited to start networking more. Me too. Actually, one of the girls in my family that I met on Big Little Day uh, she actually is the same major as me, and she's an alumni for UCF. Oh, awesome. So it was really nice to meet her. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, to get away from sororities, we're just going to kind of give you guys a little life update. So we are in quarantine. <laughs> we do not have COVID. So. No, we both tested negative. As did all of our roommates. roommates, our friends. So we're feeling fine. No one actually had any symptoms. But, you know, it's definitely something to take into consideration because it kind of just makes you take a step back from everything. So we've been laying low this week, uh, but it's still been a pretty positive week for me overall. Yeah, and being at college around a bunch of people who like to party, which we don't hang out with partiers, but just COVID spreads fast. So we've had many COVID scares, but this one was like mm-hmm. the one that was really close because someone across the hall from us tested positive who we were in contact with for about 15 minutes without masks on, but we were all six feet apart. So um, that was lucky for us, but we just know now to look at our mistakes, wear masks, um, yeah. For the most part. I think, especially living in a dorm on such a big campus, it's inevitable. It's bound to happen. So, you know, you can't take it too seriously, but you also have to definitely take precautions. Yeah, I would agree. Like, you can't stop living your life, but you can't just be careless and assume it's nothing. Yeah, and it's not like we're partying. We're, we aren't partiers. We don't go... We always see Snapchats of people, like, going to 
bars and there's no social distancing no masks and we're like what the heck i don't think it's worth it right it's now. it's really not worth it to catch covid so all we've been doing is hanging out with people on our floor and we almost caught it so i know and there's definitely other ways to have fun without going out and taking such a big risk because honestly every day living in a dorm is a risk yeah and we're trying to be as careful as much as we can every second so it's just something you have to deal with yeah, and I've been getting meals delivered to me, and I've had so much food. It's so much fun. When we hear the <laughs> knock at the door, we get to do, like, an unboxing haul. Like, what did Dakota get today for lunch, dinner, and breakfast? I saw the person for the first time today because um, normally we feel like they just run away because they knock, and then we go out, like, two seconds later, and they're gone. Yeah, I don't know who drops off the food. But we finally caught them, and I said hi, and they were like, thank you so much. <laughs> Chelsea's nail just fell off. <laughs> the acrylic problem is real. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been fun, and we are being safe, as safe as we can be. But um, being in quarantine, we're allowed in the common room. We're allowed... Um, in our building, anywhere in our building. So we've just been hanging out in Riley's room with our friends and playing Just Dance and we like Mario mm-hmm. Car and stuff like that in the common room. Yeah. We did a Bachelorette night, which was fun, which I hope we keep doing this. That those. was super fun. I loved it. I had actually never watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette before, so it was nice to kind of have that like first initial reality TV yeah. with my friends. And we've been finding ways to keep busy. And school has been good, just give you an update. I'm doing okay in classes. Um, I'm not doing that good in chemistry. I'm trying to get my grade up, but every other class I'm doing great. And other than that, um, this past week, it's been kind of hard to stay motivated. It's been raining a lot recently, the past few days. Um, and I've just been waking up at like 11, 12 and wanting to just sleep all day because we've been staying up till four, mm-hmm. listening to music and talking with friends. So yeah. I mean, that's definitely a small price to pay, though. I would say aside from having to teach myself, potentially, I guess, four subjects, it's going well. I mean, we're all managing, and we have a lot of support. Yeah, and it's nice because we're strengthening relationships. Um, We really like spending time with Meredith, So, but Meredith is one of our favorite people, um, and yeah, that's basically it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any more questions about being in a sorority or girl fraternity, you can message me on Instagram at Dakota Page H and follow Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yep, my Instagram is at Chelsea Keo. It's just my first and last name, but I'm always open to answering questions or concerns about Greek life because it has just been such a fun time here at college figuring it all out. Yeah, and follow my YouTube at Dakota Page. And follow College and Planet on Instagram at College and Planet and on YouTube College and Planet. Twitter is at College and Plan One. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next week with Down to Earth Zach Efron episode three. We're excited for that. Woohoo! Did you like filming this podcast? Oh, it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on. Okay. Yeah, no problem. See you guys in the next episode. Bye.